Hello and welcome to another installment of Soccer Pints, your one-stop shop for all things American soccer. I'm your host, Will Clark. Last installment was quite the episode with the reactions from our September camp, breaking down the players and just the overall aftermath of this squad heading into the World Cup. Maybe I was a bit harsh on Greg Berhalter's decisions and the contradicting statements he made, but in full transparency, I think I was a bit soft on him. But that's beside the point, as today, we are kicking off a four-part series week that will ultimately land us at the World Cup roster prediction on Friday. The first three parts of this series will break down each positional group and go over our final options that Greg and his staff will choose from. Some options we know are locks, and then others are true coin flips based on recent performances and familiarity within the Greg system, if you will. In addition to each part, I will answer questions specific to the positional groups. And while I won't fully make my predictions until Friday of this week, just know that as we go through each group, I am trying to take a guess at what Greg will do not what I personally think we should do. I mentioned in the last episode that I don't think there should be any real surprises or inclusions at this point, but that's not to say there won't be at least one. So to kick off the series, we are going to look at our goalkeepers and defenders for today. And again, this is going over the current players within our pool that Greg will be choosing from. I won't go too in-depth into each player as we have previously done that, but I will list out anyone who I feel still has a chance. And I will also eliminate a couple of names from the pool as well. The first three episodes in the series will be much shorter in length than usual episodes, but I felt it was easier to break each group up into their own episodes, and I've combined goalkeepers and defenders together since they are ultimately what is going to protect the squad in the tournament. So, without further ado, let's look at our goalkeepers. We have had the same few names in this group from the beginning, and honestly, not much has changed truly outside of ranking the depth chart. There are really only five names in the current player pool, and that's Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, and Gabrielle Slonina. Currently, I believe that Matt Turner is locked in as our number one in this group, despite being the backup goalkeeper with Arsenal. He did get to make an appearance in the Europa League last week, and he looked sharp. And combining that with his performances in our September friendlies, I don't see how anyone else moves ahead of him for the World Cup. But behind him, it gets very interesting. A few weeks ago, I all but wrote off Zach Steffen, and now Steffen is starting for Middlesbrough again, and he looks like he's gaining more confidence and is approaching November with some momentum. It's great to see, and when he is on, he can be great, but he still can have a moment or two during matches that make you wonder if you can truly trust him in there. Then we have Ethan Horvath, still starting and playing regularly with Luttentown in the English Championship, and like Steffen, he can do some things really, really well but he doesn't necessarily give you the full confidence if he has to be called upon. He has always been in and around the Greg system and should provide some solid depth. Sean Johnson just just competed in the September camp as well, and while he didn't get any playing time, neither did Horvath, I should add. He has had a productive year in Major League Soccer again and is always around the Greg system as well. He could be the third keeper on this depth chart when all is said and done. Now, Gabriel Slonina was one of the early bright spots in MLS, and there was a lot of intrigue with him, myself included. However, his form has dropped off a lot, and the expectations put on him were much too high too soon. I can confidently remove him from the final player pool at this point, which I know some fans don't want to hear, but I do know they will all agree with the decision. He just isn't ready for this, and while the experience would be great for him to have, you have to bring three of the other four goalkeepers at this point. 
It's going to be a tough decision to make on which three it'll be, but I truly believe it comes down until the final hour to make that call. Now, a defensive group, which was once thought of to be as solid as ever before, certainly seems a little shaky at the moment. We saw some issues during September camp that really made us pay more attention to what needs to happen and the direction this team needs to go. We need more confidence centrally, and I hope over the next month we can see more leadership from each member in this group. Let's head to our right back players, and it starts with Serginho Dest, who was able to start midweek in the Champions League against Chelsea for AC Milan. His transfer from Barcelona seems to be paying off, and I think he is our clear-cut choice to start it right back at the World Cup. DeAndre Yedlin showed more than enough during camp to almost force Greg into taking him to Qatar. His leadership and the experience is something that nobody else in this pool has, and that could be too valuable to leave at home. Joe Scally, while limited in his playing time during September, did flash some of the potential that he has and that he can add to this team. His versatility to play either side is also very intriguing. The issue is, has he done enough to show Greg that he can contribute when called upon? Reggie Cannon is another Greg favorite, but he did sustain an injury during camp, and that remains to be seen how long he could, uh, could impact him. Even without the injury, his form was in question, especially considering the depth in this specific position for the player pool. Brian Reynolds was a name previously mentioned in this pool. He's on loan in Belgium from AS Roma and is playing regularly, but he is not near ready to be in the squad and can be removed from the pool at this time. Moving to the left back spot, we all know what we missed during September, and that was Anthony Robinson, who is back starting with Fulham and healthy again after missing camp due to injury. It's a sight for sore eyes because he offers so much to this team and is also a clear-cut starter in the left back role. Behind him, we got to see Sam Vine start against Japan, and while his form with his club is excellent, he really struggled to show Greg that he belongs on the depth chart as the next man up to Robinson, so much so that Greg started Dest on the left against Saudi Arabia. Now, we know Joe Scally could also play at left back too. However, outside of this, there are a lot of question marks. I can see Greg deciding to bring a natural replacement like Vines, but I could also see him wanting to use roster spots at other positions and rely on the versatility of Dest, Scally, and maybe even someone like Tim Ream if needed here. Moving to the center backs. This was the most concerning position to me coming out of September camp. I left wondering if we could be confident in anyone here. Walker Zimmerman is leading this group, but he didn't look very comfortable alongside Aaron Long during the friendlies. We also saw Mark McKenzie back there, and Greg had brought in Eric Palmer Brown for depth as well, but he didn't see the pitch at all. All three who played had some poor passing, some positional issues, and they looked exposed at times. We were missing Cameron Carter-Vickers due to injury, but he has since returned to Celtics lineup and is captaining the club at the young age of 24. A lot can be said about that. Chris Richards also had to withdraw from camp due to injury and still hasn't returned to Crystal Palace since. Throw in a guy like Austin Trusty, who is starting every match for Birmingham City in the English Championship and actually scored two goals on the weekend, and there are a lot of names, but no true clear-cut starters at the moment. James Sands is another name who has been in and out of the lineup with Rangers and also has versatility to play defensive midfield if needed. I just mentioned Tim Ream as well. We have a pool of players here, all of which I could see being on this roster. I think overall, 
we will bring nine defenders total. Originally, I said 10, but with versatility at certain position, I think it allows us to bring more attackers. The only center back name I can eliminate is one who has been removed for some time, and that's John Brooks. But other than him, the rest of these will be a tough call, and one I assume will have to fit into Greg's system, whatever that truly means. So, all in all, that's 15 names for nine spots on defense. Going to be some tough cuts for sure, some tough questions have to be answered in the next few weeks in order to figure out who deserves those spots on the squad. Thankfully, I don't have to answer those, but I do have a couple about this group to get to. So first up, what is your preferred starting lineup in the back? And do you think we could try a 3-5-2 instead of a 4-3-3 that we use? So I really appreciate this question. And since it's two parts, it allows me to be a bit more flexible with how I can answer it. If we line up in a 4-3-3 formation, I think my preference would be Dest on the right, Carter Vickers and Richards in the center, and Anthony Robinson on the left. Again, that's my preference. That's not what I believe will be uh, what it will be given Greg's loyalty to Zimmerman and Long, but we will see what happens. But if we move to a 3-5-2 formation, it changes the dynamic even more because Dest and A-Rob would have to move into the midfield five and be used as attacking midfielders as well as outside backs when they're on defense. So basically, what that means is we would change into a 5-3-2 formation when we're in defense or we move into a 3-5-2 in the attack. The three center backs, or the three in the formation, would then have to be Richards, Carter Vickers, and Zimmerman. The problem with this formation for this group of players is you would then have to leave out more attacking options because you can't play a back three with Destin Arob. You would get too exposed and and with only one true center back in there. And at this point, Greg isn't changing his system in preferred formation. That would just be too far out of his comfort zone. Next up, Zimmerman didn't look like himself during camp and was wearing the captain's armband in the first friendly. Is he really going to captain this team at the World Cup? I think we can all agree that Zimmerman looked off of his game. I've usually been a supporter of Zimmerman, and I still very much am. I think part of it was playing him with long and vines. And he also... Hadn't had the best MLS season either, but he has tenure in this team. He is a leader with Nashville, and I think he is well-respected within the squad. There are still a lot of U.S. fans, uh, U.S. soccer fans, who don't think Zimmerman belongs on the team because he plays in MLS and doesn't have the international experience, but he's been pretty consistent for the U.S., and in my opinion, he belongs. As far as who will captain Greg or captain this team, Greg has continued to go with a one-game-at-a-time philosophy, allowing most everyone an opportunity to wear the armband. Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Zach Steffen, Zimmerman, Turner, etc. have all had a chance, maybe even some others. I can't remember the rotation it has been. Pulisic is the face of this team. He most likely will be the one wearing the armband in Qatar. If I had to make a choice... I would have Tyler Adams wearing it every single day. It gives him a different bite when he wears it. I don't see a defender wearing it, but maybe Turner gets the nod and just leads from the back. Final question for this first part of the series. If you could pick any past or present defender to start in a back four, who would you pick? For me, this is pretty easy. 
Steve Chirondarillo at the right back. I loved watching him play. He was always one of my favorite defenders. I think Dest could end up passing him there one day as the all-time best, but Chirondolo, always solid and who I would go with. Carlos Bocanegra would be in the middle alongside Aguchi Onyewu. I would even maybe put Eddie Pope in there, but that's a close call between those three. And at left back, while it is still early, Anthony Robinson has been the best that I've ever seen. DeMarcus Beasley did some good things late in his career there. We have never had a true solid left back. It's always been a weaker position within this team, and now we have one of the best in the world out there. I wish this is what we had heading into Qatar because it surely would give me a confidence boost right now, but it's not, and we got to roll with what we have. All right, well, that's it for the first part of our four-part series this week. Tomorrow, we will cover a midfield pool and answer more questions that have come in. While I mentioned the first three parts in the series will be shorter, we have a full episode on Friday with the entire prediction, plus some takes from the U.S. women against England that happened last Friday and MLS playoffs preview. So stay tuned this week. Please continue to share with others and follow me on Instagram and Twitter if you are not already doing so. Until next time, cheers, my friends.